Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. We are. We are coming to you live from, from where? the house. Coming to you live from the house. Yes, we are. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so let me, how are you feeling? I'm all right. Still a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm all right. Slowly, but surely coming around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a little tired, but I'll tell you what. I don't think we've ever recorded so many episodes in a short span. No, <laughs> I don't think so. But it was like four episodes in a week, I think. Yeah, but yeah. we had to get it out. Hey, I agree. I'm glad and I'm very honored that people trusted us with... um to portray and relay their voices. Yeah. Um, I think in the first episode, for me, the like hearing what I heard was the overwhelming sentiment was like, we asked, um, what is a truth that you've realized, you know, in the wake of recent events? And um, I really overwhelmingly heard just a lot of uh, fear and worry. Yeah. I think in the second episode, we asked, um, what what do you wish people knew about your coping process? And I overwhelmingly heard a lot of sadness. I mean, there are other emotions mixed in, but a lot of sadness yeah, is probably overwhelming. Definitely. And then the third episode, you know, we asked just no filter. If you, you have a platform right now, you can say exactly what you need to say. Um, and we heard a lot of anger. Yes. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. And so I think a lot of F bombs. There were a lot of F bombs. Yeah. <laughs> we tried our best to to uh ed- edit them. What do you say? Censor. Censor. We tried nah, our best to censor edit, them. We censored, yeah. yeah. We did our own censoring. Yeah. Um but really we're just grateful for all the people who shared um shared your heart and shared your voice and who maybe felt like they didn't have another <laughs> avenue to do that but wanted to be heard anyway um and so i'm very honored that i could be a part of this project that you started yeah um definitely i think that i think i hate saying like i don't want to wrap this up with a bow 
But I would rather say that than to like, you know, let's finish this off. Because I don't think that it's finished. No, it's not finished. Nope. Um, not at all. But I do want to I do want to put a, a, a capstone almost on this part in talking about another question that we asked we asked the people of what does the world optimally look like for you moving forward? Um, so I wanted to talk through those answers tonight. I wanted to also give a little space for us to talk a little bit about what next steps might look like right, right. Um, in our optimal ideal worlds. Um, so I do want to go through that. And again, it's it, it might be putting a bow on, but it's not a bow. We, that's not, it's not a knot. <laughs> we can right. untie that bow and we can talk about this a little bit more or a lot more, you know, as we, as we need to, and as people want to share their stories, um, we're very honored to do that. So, um, I know I've been getting mostly good feedback, uh, from our episodes. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of, a lot of positive feedback. Um, a lot of people just appreciative, a lot of people just wowed. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who, um, have taken advantage of the opportunity to listen to these voices yeah, and to kind of shape and mold um, the direction that, you know, they're going to go or things that they're going to include in their process of, of learning, yeah. um, of moving forward with this. So yeah, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback and, you know, when we did this, it was for the people. It wasn't for us. Yeah. Um, so I'm really appreciative of the people who have reached out and the people who are reaching out to me, not surprisingly, are primarily white. Um, But I'm hearing mostly really good um, feedback and a lot of just like you said, kind of the learning. And um, I think, again, that's why I'm so honored, because I know that some of this stuff is really hard to hear or it's really hard to digest, especially if you are not. Um, accustomed to it. And, you know, for white people, a lot of white people are not accustomed to, um, to the occurrences or the experiences um, that black Americans face. And so I'm just grateful again, that they shared and I'm grateful that there are a lot of people contacting me like, I never knew this, you know, it's kind of that hump of maybe getting over the hump of like, I just didn't know I had no idea. And so I hope from here, we can um, start helping people understand what are great ways to start moving forward. You know, we don't have all the answers. No, not at all. But we have ideas of what it could look like to start moving forward as a nation. Yeah. Um, So let's get into some of those tonight. Kind of like I said, um, for tonight, I do want to be able to just give a little bit of, of our perspectives on the back end of this and, and not have this episode go super, super long. Um, so I went through all of these answers to this question. What does the world optimally look like for you after this from our, um, 80 over 80 participants, um, who filled this out. And a lot of people, I will acknowledge, a lot of people had very similar answers in that they just said they were very uncertain that race relationships in the U.S. can actually improve moving forward. And they indicated this in a variety of ways, but the underlying message was very much, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if race relations can improve right now. Um, And that's um, probably, I feel very 
much like the timing of our survey might contribute to some of these answers and that we sent this like literally bam right after probably right when emotions were very high um raw feelings were very raw um but i also don't want to take away from the fact that a lot of people may feel like it's not there's not a lot of hope that race relations can improve um but that was that i i didn't pull percentages but that was a pretty high percentage of people who were just unsure uncertain yeah um but i do want to read through some of the others um that we did get just for clarity and just to provide that voice again. Um, So when we asked, somebody said, that's a tough question. Ultimately, it goes beyond the police for me. For me, it looks like a complete revamp of the educational curriculum in the United States. There have been so many people who have said, why didn't we learn about these things in school? Isn't that the ultimate question? Would our world be different if we just told kids from the beginning of what really happened as the United States came to be? If we do not want history to keep repeating itself, then we need to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Ideally, we would also start to finally see black people and people of color in leadership across all sectors. Yeah, I think that was very, um, very important statement about seeing people of color, black people across all sectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that's something that a lot of people are now kind of assessing. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, looking and reevaluating and, and um, finding out, you know, how can we yeah, maybe diversify, you know, our staff or our organization or positions that we have. Um, so, yeah. Agree. I think it's good that people are like finally starting to understand this. Um, another person said, that's tough. <laughs> that's the second person in a row who said that's tough. It is. That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to continue living, educating my kids, praying for my family, and praying that our nation will grow to acknowledge, accept, and respect black lives. Another person said, I continue to do the work to impact those I can, and they do the same. I think of ripples on the water where I am the stone. Oh, I like that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Because it's like you can't control, you can't control everybody and everything. But this person is conveying just a message of a lot of hope that if I'm the stone and there's a ripple effect of people affecting people. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Another person said, continue to educate my children and the youth to give aid, assistance, knowledge, and keys to be successful in this country, to push for blacks to vote more and change local officials first. Another person said, a more empathetic world, a world that understands the plight black people face on a daily basis and takes back and takes black plight into consideration. Yeah, when I read that and and listening to you read it back, like I feel like it's going to be work to be done in in both groups, the black group as well. Um, Because I know right now, even for me, and I'm not going to speak for all the blacks or anybody else. I know for me as a black male, like I have defense mechanisms because of what I had to do and what I have to do to make sure that I'm protecting myself. Um, as well as positioning myself 
So even though, you know, a more empathetic world and a world that understands the plight, like you can understand as much as you want to. And I'm hoping by listening to some of these episodes, you understand a little bit better. But just because you understand doesn't mean that it's going to change for me um, until I see action, until I know that it's genuine, until I know that it's sustainable. Yeah. Um, You know, but just having an understanding, I think you have to go a little bit further than that um, because, you know, that's that's the weight that I carry. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Another person said, I keep fighting for justice and black freedom in the form of policy change by any means necessary. Another person said, one filled with not holding my tongue regarding my blackness. Being in a criminal justice field, sometimes you have to watch that because it's dominated by whites and by a certain code. Yeah, that code. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of organizations are dominated by a code. Yeah. Or or what they call that um, is, um, what do they call it? Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> got to understand the um, organizational culture, the organizational culture. That's code. The tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with tradition, but it, it that is a code word for. I mean, what is that phrase we hear all the time? This is how it's always been. Yeah, this is how it's always been. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we can't change that. This is no. how it's always been. But that's like people use this answer in like interviews and stuff. You know, yeah. what is your first 30 days look like? Well, you know, I want to make sure that I get to learn all of my peers and my colleagues and make sure that I get a better grasp and understanding of the organizational culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. Then. Another person said, a world where justice and equality is a reality, not an abstract concept. However, I know, quote, justice is a cruise ship and not a speedboat, quote. Another person said, I'll do all I can to help my people with whatever gifts God gave me. Hmm. Another person said, my world will be very guarded. I will continue to mentor and work with youth that look like me to give them the best start possible to have a better life in this unpredictable world. Another person said, my perfect world is that black people and other minorities are treated equally and given the same benefit of the doubt that white people are given. Right. Another person said, I wish I knew. I'm hopeful that more people of color will permeate these industries and speak up at the tables they have seats at to push the agenda of the advancement of people of color forward. Yeah. And that's something that um, myself, like within, you know, within context Mm -hmm. is is going to continue to improve and work on. Um, But it can be intimidating sometimes when you're talking about you know, like I said in a previous episode, like someone's livelihood could yeah. be could be at stake. Yeah. You know, so um, we talked about code just now and mm-hmm. understanding the organizational culture and um, the current pieces that are in place. You know, you can speak up and 
just as easily as you speak up, just as easily as they can show you the door. Yeah. Um, so I think that I think that's a great idea. That's something that I'm going to work on um, and just being able to do it tactfully. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Another person said continuing to inform the uneducated to lead reform. Another person said, I really don't know. Racism will never go away as long as this world exists. It's just a matter of avoiding the minds in the field. Hmm. Another person said, Trump is no longer president. Law enforcement are held accountable for their actions. And the black community rally around their LGBTQAI plus brothers and sisters. Another individual said, people just leaving me alone, not harming my family and allowing me to pay my taxes. Uh, They're going to take them taxes anyways. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to take them taxes anyways, but I can feel you with not harming my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And because when people see that, um, I think they initially get the direct thought behind that of harming my family. But I take an indirect thought um, with that. You harm me, you harm my family. Yeah. Um, so I, I can understand that. Please just leave me alone. Not harming my family by leaving me alone. Yeah. 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 Um, m- another person said, my world changes due to having to talk to my young kids about life and death in an even more candid way. We always talk about our history as descendants of slaves, but we now have to show that people are still bold in their hate. Another person said, looking to God and uniting to end the hate and murders. Another person said, overthrowing the current system, bringing black people and our white allies together to create a new system. Another person said, white people stepping out of their privileged spaces to openly engage in learning how others live. Another person said, as we move forward, my world is not afraid. We will not take our foot off, the, off of the gas pedal when standing up for what is right. The world is hurting, but we can make positive moves forward. My world can make changes. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. My world can make changes. Another person said, my world is one in which talent and performance always wins. One where my intellect, passion, and ability is no longer seen as threatening. Ooh. <laughs> It just made, I don't know why, it just made me think of you and like some of the positions that you've been in where you have been seen as a threat, even if you are the best person for the job or if you, like there's really no reason for you to have been seen as a threat, but you, you have been. Yeah. When you, when you infringe on an opportunity that someone else feels like they rightly so deserve because you are the best for that opportunity, but you're taking away from them. Yeah. Like that's, I I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know, step your game up. Yeah. Because in order for me to get the opportunity, I had to be two steps ahead of you, not just equal. Yep. (laughs) I think we talked about that in the last episode. So step your game up. Yeah. Um, But you know, some people feel like 
because of who they are and because of the codes and the systems that are in place, yeah. they should be next. They should get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, I know this person. I know this person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or they fit the mold of what the previous people in that position has looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Another person said, quote unquote, regular white folks keep this energy and 45 is voted out of office. Once that happens, then the next administration begins to work on bipartisan legislation, which addresses accountability for policing, develops legislation to begin to tear down the structural and institutional racism in this country. Another, oh, (laughs) I can't work my computer. Got it. You want me to jump in there? Uh, yes, because I lost my place. It's all good. Another person said, more united, working together for a better world for all humanity, where all people are treated equal regardless of the color of their skin. Thank you. <laughs> Another person said that that I will not have to experience hate and fear because I'm a black man. Another person said that each person is judged on their character and not their color. And we find ways to go for black and brown people to create a new path of generational wealth for their families. Like white people have done for years. Another person said a world of true, a world of true equity and equality where my children don't have to second guess any action due to the color of their skin. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're talking about the children now. I know. Man, Uh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Another person said, changing the for-profit prison system, getting rid of laws that protect law enforcement agents from civil and legal prosecution, more resources into education and changing how our education is taught and what is taught. Lynching becomes a federal hate crime and black people in jail for marijuana are released and records expunged immediately. Also, judges and district attorneys no longer have the ability to give black people longer terms of imprisonment, and all of their sentences are reviewed for racial biases. There needs to be an equal amount of time charged to everyone, and not so arbitrarily calculated. Right. Yeah. That all was, of that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, so who wrote that? Because that person. Is, all the above. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they are in. They are. They know. Yes. This is how we. This is how we do it. Wow. Yes. Um, Another person said, it looks like an opportunity to feel safe and less, quote unquote, on edge or, quote unquote, code switching and encourage the same for the next generations. It looks like economic empowerment, access to quality health and wellness resources, education, justice, and more. Another person said, I think my world optimally looks like one that continues to ride this wave when we are tired, when we are worn out, when we are at our end, that we and countless others who have had their eyes open to this continue to fight the good fight. My world may not change drastically, but we will be a part of a new world for those that come after us. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Mm, mm, mm. 
Another person said, we are actually living by Dr. King's words, that we all see each other by the content of our character rather than the pigment of our skin. Another person said, education and consistency is key. Consistency in learning more about the black community and how to make ourselves more aware of what's going on. Another person, this is the last one that I'm reading. Mm -hmm said, I feel a change is coming. I think black folks are awake. We are educating ourselves and getting financially stable. We're taking advantage of what this life has to offer. Some folks don't like that. They resort with violence and try to stop what God has planned for us. We are chosen. We are a race that people find different, but strong. We are unfamiliar and peculiar to others, not on purpose. And I will never apologize for being a black woman. Mm. And you shouldn't have to. (laughs) I love that. It's mm, very mm, strong. Mm. Yes. I love that. There's a lot of um, very powerful ways in which their worlds could look. And that's very hopeful. Um, right. And I'm, and I want to also be very careful with tempering hope with what you said of like, the reality. The reality. Yeah, the bridge yeah. between aspirations and the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like on on um, one side of the coin, you have those aspirations. Um, and, and I was just kind of typing in some notes really quick, like that people will continue to educate themselves, white people and black people. Yeah. Um, will continue to educate themselves. Um, that change will happen. Um, for the better of, of the world and yeah. humanity um, that we as the black people will grow from this opportunity yeah. and put ourselves in better positions so that these changes are sustainable and we're moving forward. Um, not just something that's done as a placeholder yeah. to silence us for right now and the same systemic um you know, things that are in place right now remain in place or they are just kind of hidden in a bunch of gibberish just to kind of move some things forward for us to calm down. Um, and then to make this a generational approach. Uh, and I typed that in just now because of something that one of the persons said about like the kids. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the same things and it makes more sense now because I'm an adult um, and and that innocence is is kind of gone and and um and like i'm having to live it out but like i remember like my great grandmother you know what i mean yeah when we went to visit and you know there were certain places we could and couldn't go and and like you know what i mean like there were things that we could and couldn't do um and like growing up as a kid like this when i was a kid it's just kind of like oh like you don't really get it um and you think that it's just you know because um, but is that it was actually to protect your life. Yeah. And it's just kind of like the same thing. I'm having a conversation with, you know, my friends about them telling their kids in a conversation that, you know, when my kids are old enough as of right now that I, I'm going to have with them. And it's like the same thing that my parents, my grandparents, like they all learn. It's just kind of like it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, so making sure that like we break this cycle and, and generationally. Like there's an opportunity to can completely revise the conversation that we have to have. 
Yeah. Like completely flip and, and tell our kids like you can do really you can do and be whatever you want to be. Yeah. That's a false statement for black people. Yeah. You can't do and be whatever you want to be. In order to do that, it's like you got to make sure that you are two steps ahead of the mm-hmm. white man. You got to make sure that you don't do this. You got to make sure that you're positioning yourself to do this. You got to make sure you don't speak too much to do this. You got to make sure you don't like, it's yeah. like this, but this, but this, but this, but this, and then you can go and be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do in life. Right. Um, so. And you better have the money to back you. And you better have the money to back you. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like there's a couple things that I would want to say is like our next steps. And then I have a couple things that I want to ask you about that are, I feel like are hot topics mm-hmm. on social media and even like in the media, but I see them more on social media. Um, for me, next steps and just speaking as a white woman, because that's really all I can speak from because that is my lived experience. Um, but I have an additional lived experience of having a black husband and somebody that I love very much. And we're obviously very close and I've seen, um, the struggle. I don't, I don't see the day to day things that are just ingrained in you that are, um, as somebody put it in from our last episode, baked into your daily structures. Right. I don't see those things, but I do see very outward aggressions, um, even microaggressions and stuff like that. Um, so I have, and, and we have, you know, children who are black and white. And so, um, there are things we talk about and things we discuss. And so I think I have a little bit of a perspective and an insight, but I'm still approaching this as a white woman. So I want to talk to white people right now. Okay, go for it. Um, from my point of view, and this is, this is also coming on the heels of, um, just for context, the fact that we've both been on the phone a lot <laughs> lately. Yep. Um, and to me, you know, from my perspective, it gives me hope because I just had a conversation today with, um, a friend from a long time ago, like 20 years ago in high school. And, um, just the hope that it gave me, you know, she called me and she said, I don't know anything and I want to know things. And I realized that, you know, I live in a town where we really don't have much diversity, but the diversity we do have when it happens to be um, a mixture of white Americans and Hispanic, some Hispanic Americans and some Hispanic migrants. Um, and so that is their primary diversity. And she said, I just want to do what I can do. You know, she, she has some positions of power in the, in this, in the town. And so she, she was like, I just want to do what I can do, but I don't even know what I don't know. And I don't know where to start, you know, was essentially our conversation. And it just gave me heart, um, that people do care. And so that was, that's the one that we're just, that I'm coming off of. Um, but what I told her, you know, I think the first step is in, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Until you know it, you know, um, I've witnessed things. We've talked many times. I know your history and I know your background. Um, but even so that wasn't enough. And so I had to get educated. I had to educate myself on the history of America, I think is super important. I think that it is, um, presented in K through 12, um, just very benign, 
I think that a lot of things are very glossed over. Um, I don't think that we get all perspectives of that. And so, um, what is this? The fourth, the fourth episode we've recorded in, in this week. Right. This is the fourth time this week that I'm going to highly promote the Seen on Radio Seeing White podcast for my white friends, colleagues, peers out there. Um, it is Duke University produces it. It is very well done, and it is literally the history of America. Um, and it is the history of race, but it is the history in America. So, I highly um, recommend that first. And then secondly, I would say get uncomfortable and have discussions of race with your black brothers and sisters. Um, I know that the girl that I was talking to today was just like, I just don't even know, like, what if I say the wrong things? And I'm like, yeah, that could happen. Like, I say the wrong things all the time still, right? But if you don't try to understand the experiences that you're not privy to, you're never going to understand them. Um, and we can't keep living in ignorant bubbles of just sticking our head in the sand anytime anything happens. Like we have to get educated. We have to become uncomfortable in talking about race. Um, I think that's really important. I also think, you know, this stemmed from a conversation um, that I somewhat had with a person. Um, but I just want to say, like, don't be that person that says, well, I'm not racist. And I think we t- I think we talked about this a little bit in the last episode mm-hmm. of like, well, I have black friends, so I'm not racist. Like, that's not the reality is we're Christians, right? And as Christians, we believe that. People overall are not, we're not born good because in our theological thought process, you have God created the world, Adam and Eve came in the world, Eve sinned, and thus bore sin, right? And so from our thought process, there is always room for somebody to have prejudice, bias, racism in their hearts you know, as sin. And um, this really hit home for me as I was thinking about our children, because our children are both black and white. And so when we have conversations with them, we have to have conversations um, in an approach of like, you do have to be careful of everybody, because we want you to be safe. And it is about personal safety. It's not about We don't want you to have that friend or about protecting that friend's ego. Um, It's about we want you to be personally safe on a daily basis. So I don't think it helps when people get defensive. I've had a few people at me or like show up in my inbox of like very defensive. Well, you, you guys keep saying that all white people are racist. And I'm like, no, that's actually not at all what we said. But I don't think it helps if you think that Like, I would never say that I'm not racist. I would never have that much pride to say that because then it doesn't give me any room to see blind spots where I might have some prejudice or I might need to work on biases that I have as a white person. Um, So I would say just be very careful. Don't be so prideful to think that you're, you're better than everybody else and you're just, I could never do that. Um, I would say also get informed on ways that you can help reconcile racial tensions. Um, just get informed on policies that are coming up, get informed on your, 
um, politicians that are coming up and know how you're voting. And if you really want to make a difference, figure out what those candidates look like that need to be in office, um, figure out what policies need to be enacted and who will back those policies um, and start there, you know. Keep going. You're doing good. Yeah, you just, <laughs> was a lot. You just start preaching. I just sat I know. back. I just sat back. I ain't want to interrupt. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen again. No, you you went in. That was good though. Those are all good points. Yeah. I um I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that I know I've been seeing on social media. I'm gonna assume that you've been seeing them on social media. Maybe. You know how I am on social I know. media. I'm like in and out real quick. In and like, out. Yeah, yeah, I just can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, not that I can't stand it. I'm just, I, I just can't invest that much energy and time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just kind of see something like, oh, go scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, you got to <laughs> like something, you know, for these people know you're engaging out here. Make sure I ain't got nothing in the rules of Rules of social media you engagement. Know, <laughs> make sure I, I, I got a couple of things in the inbox, you know, and keep it moving. But I'm not on there like you. Like, you be up in the, like I haven't been lately. Oh, my God. Oh my I'm goodness. like, you know, Twitter fingers and no thumbs. I, this You be, man. I, I ain't got time for all that. Sometimes I, I be yeah. like, you going to put that thing down? I know. You be it. going. And then once you go in, I'm just like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I, and I be like, is that all one reply? Because I feel like as much as you just type, that's like replying to 20 people for me. I have a lot to say. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, man. Um, okay. So I so I do want to talk to you about some of this okay. because I think that they are common. Um, right now, they're very common. I don't even know what the word is. Not misconceptions. Um, like two sides of like people. Like there's there common tensions. Maybe okay. is a, is a good word. I don't word. know what you're trying to say. I know this isn't. You're not helping. I, I need your <laughs> I need your word help. I don't know what you're trying to say. Um. So the first one I see is religious stances. What about it? So I feel like. I don't know. This, I think this irks me because I listened to a podcast um, the other day of a person, an apologist that I respect a lot, but she, the, the way she was talking about the current situation of the country was very much like, um, this is how they framed the overall conversation was if you ascribe to trying to improve or better the country, then you're not relying solely on Jesus and he's the only way. I'm curious what your thoughts are before I go, before I talk. <laughs> you know what? I feel like one leads to the other. So you have your, um, like your faith work and it's, it's like this. It builds and it leads to the other. So in the Bible, you know, it says love that God. Like, And then the next one is like, love your neighbor. Yeah. So like, you can't just be like, oh, no, you're not, you know, just doing this part. It's like you got to love your neighbor. Yeah. You can't pick and choose like when do you want to love your neighbor or, you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. they just try to like pick and choose and. You know, you got your spiritual work and then you got, you know, the work that you have to do within this world, which is also mm -hmm. tied to your spiritual work. 
So I feel like it all like overlaps and plays off each other. Um, anybody that says that, like, just be careful with, yeah, you know, following them and, um, yeah, it, it's like you can't you can't pick and choose. Yeah, like I'm trying. I I know what I'm trying. I know what I'm thinking. I'm just trying to figure out how to articulate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't pick and choose. I agree. I think for me, you know, as I was really thinking through this, because I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes sense in the terms of what they were saying, like, you know, because we're Christians and we believe that Jesus is the only way into salvation and to, to save humanity, humanity cannot save humanity. But while we are here, we are called to be good neighbors right? and to love our neighbors. Right. And we are called to, um, to, understand the plight of people who are oppressed and to care about that, you know? And so, um, I think that would be my plea is along with you. I think be careful what you do in jest. I think there's a lot of, um, I think there are a lot of people who would gladly use that reference of like, well, I think they would use that reference in order to advance their own biases. Um, and so I would just be really careful with that yeah um okay another question or another thing that i've seen has to do with police reform i think this is like huge right now and i've seen like two things i've seen one side saying like (laughs) really obnoxious memes of like oh you want a police reform and defund the police well don't call 911 because they'll get an operator and they'll be like sorry (laughs) And then I've seen the other side, a very well put together argument of if we defund police systems the way they are, we have the opportunity to rebuild the um, law enforcement system in a way that the people who are trained to deal with um, with with people that need to with force are trained to with force. Um, the people who need to come in and de-escalate situations in which there is not a direct threat can come in and do that. Um, you know, the, the various scenarios so that we're not relying on one type of training for one type of law enforcement professional. Um, so that's the other side of the argument I've seen. So I've just wondered if you have seen these arguments on Facebook. Yeah, I've seen them. And, um, you know, I feel like I mean, I feel like it's necessary to an extent. Um, obviously, I understand that a lot of people are talking about it and, and a lot of people are sharing their perspective and their recommendations and suggestions. But um, I think that you have to go a little bit deeper um, to understand what comes with that reform. So when you're talking about funding, um, I know that if you look at it a little bit deeper, like a lot of the funding for um like the after school and the community centers and the things that like used to provide opportunities for that type of engagement, but also for like people to be involved. And I feel like they're taking so much away from the community and the community is out. And especially when you talking about black communities, like they're out trying to find something to do and it's putting them in positions to where you need now the police reform because now the police are taking advantage of those opportunities is, um, within the communities. Yeah. Um, so 
I feel like it, it's it's one of those words, one of those things like that people just and it's so political now too. Mm-hmm. It's so politically nature. Like people just throw it out and now I feel like it can become a distraction or yeah. it just kind of veers the conversation in another direction. Yeah. Because you're like police reform and then people just throw out a whole bunch of recommendations and then just argue about why their recommendation is the best. <laughs> yeah. So silly. I agree. I agree. My last one. Maybe more um, philosophical. In mm-hmm. Can anyone be racist? And can everyone be racist? Yes. And yes. <laughs> I agree, but I'm curious uh, why you say yes. <laughs> yes and yes. So can anyone be racist? Yes. Um, you know, black, black people are racist too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like anybody can be racist. And the thing is, is um, I feel like everyone has some type of bias or or if you want to call it racism or something like within. And I feel like one of the things that we definitely learn and talk about in some of the trainings that I do is being able to understand that and check yourself. Yeah. When you feel like it's intervening or, or coming up. And it's impacting relationships. It's impacting your, um, like you're doing and, and how you're carrying yourself. You know, everybody, I feel like everybody has it. But being able to be self-aware to where you can check yourself if, if it starts to show itself or if you're in a position and you're kind of reverting to that, being able to check yourself and being like, nah, this ain't right. I can't even roll like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like anybody can be I feel like a lot of people are or at least have like some types of bias yeah, um, and things like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And especially with the can everyone, you know, kind of like I said before, like it's just and it, it's part of, you know, my philosophical and and, and um, theological system of like everybody is born with sin and that is sin. And so, um, just understanding that you are not immune from that type of sin can, I feel like go a long way to helping everybody, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, all right. I don't have any other questions. I appreciate that. Thank you. I was like, uh, how, how much more? Where is all of this going? What are you doing? No, nah, it's all good. And, and I feel like, you know, based off the social medias, and the reason why I said that's because I'm not up on my social medias like that. So, yeah. like some of the stuff you're like, I'm like, I've seen some stuff, and some of it I just have my own personal opinion, which, yeah, um, I wasn't just ready to throw out, throw out in this episode <laughs> like that. Um, but definitely about moving forward, I think that there's going to be a lot of trust that has to be built. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's going to actually have to be things that change and not a lot of lip service, which I feel like a lot of people are doing. Um, and not just a lot of um, taking action just to get us to calm down or to be quiet and to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, like systemic sustainable change is going to have to happen and we're going to have to see it and a lot of trust is going to have to be built a lot more education is going to have to continue to happen 
Um, so yeah, you know, I feel like everybody's like all of a sudden now like ramping up on their diversity inclusivity trainings yeah. and all of these like work groups and like. But you know what? This is honestly, and I and I see the frustration with that, but. There is no better time for that than right before an election. Yeah. yeah on honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, man. But, you yeah. know, for me, I, like, I try not to get too frustrated. But, you know, something that we can do moving forward is making sure that these committees and stuff are sustainable. And, like, they're not just for yeah. right now to get us through this. And then all of a sudden they're not as important or are not supported anymore. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing this work for a long time. Yeah. You know, so like all of a sudden now everybody's just like, oh, my gosh, we need to do this. And like, it's such a great idea. And I'm like, dang, I've been preaching this for like the past uh, 10, yeah. 20 years. Like, what's <laughs> up? Every committee I've been on has like, made this recommendation. What's up? <laughs> you know, and now everybody's just like, oh, my gosh, we got to do this. got to do this. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So I agree that that's I think moving forward. Those are some of the things that you yeah. know, I would like to see and I think would need to happen. Um but the first thing is continue to educate yourself, continue to build that trust, um, continuing to show your allyship if you're an ally, um, you know, continuing to stand up and fight, you know, for our rights. Like every just continue, just continue growth, 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 progress, progress, progress. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. All right. Well, that is all we got tonight. All right. Until the next time. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics and we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.